Hello, my fellow adventurers, and welcome to Adventures in Gaming, the show where we share stories of the games that are special in our lives and the adventures we have in them. I'm your host, Tom. Let's get those nostalgia goggles on, and let's get started. There are tons of games out there today, right? I mean, so many games, so many really cool adventures, and so many new ones that we're anticipating. But let me ask you this. How many times do you just go back and play the same games over and over and over again? I mean, myself, I can't tell you how many times I've played Super Mario World. Heck, I was just playing this game the other day. Still, to this day. Then let's not forget remasters and remakes today. I mean, let's face it, we're in the generation of remasters and remakes. They're just remastering everything. But you know what? One of my most anticipated games this year is the Diablo 2 remaster. I mean, I am so pumped for this game. And it's, that's okay. I've played this game so many times, but I I can't wait to play it again because it's just going to look better. And and I, I just can't wait to do it again. Sometimes games are just so good. You just have to play them again. But sometimes those games, they're not just important to you, but they're important to the industry as well. There are games like Mario 64 that I have friends that that is their favorite Mario game. And with good reason, because that game is very important in the video game industry. It helped revolutionize the 3D platformers. So many people say Final Fantasy VII is their favorite RPG for good reason. Again, that game almost reinvented the RPG, you know, the original Doom and Wolfenstein helped pave the way for first-person shooters today. And the Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, that game made the first-person shooter and Call of Duty what it is today. Now, the older Call of Duties were good, don't get me wrong, but Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare is the one that everyone freaked out about. So I want to talk about a game today that snuck its way into our systems. And little did we know, it also redefined and popularized a genre in video games. Today, I want to talk about Metal Gear Solid. First of all, I just want to say, this is one of my favorite games ever. I have so many memories playing this game, and I just adore this game so much. And I don't know, there's just something about this game, but I want to break this down a little bit. So Metal Gear Solid sold more than 7 million copies. Now, today's standards, that's not a ton, but in the 90s, that was a ton. This game still holds a score of 94 on Metacritic and is very commonly thought of as one of the top 10 most important video games of all time. It is also 
given the credit of popularizing the stealth genre and the in-engine cutscenes. And let me tell you, these cutscenes, you could just almost set the controller down and just like you're watching a movie. But what makes this game special? Well, let's run down the plot a little bit. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit about stuff. So as the player, you take control of Solid Snake, who is a soldier. And your job is to sneak into this base. Okay. And you have to save these hostages. And you have to stop these terrorists from launching a nuclear strike. Sounds pretty straightforward, right? I know it sounded straightforward to me. So what do I do? I go in, I start shooting stuff, and I did not get very far at all. You know, I just kept dying and everything. But, of course, I couldn't do that until after I sat there and watched a cutscene for a while. And that is what Metal Gear is known for nowadays. And just, just these cutscenes are great. And it was so immersive to do this. And a lot of people, I know a lot of people hate, hate on it saying that they don't want to watch their game uh, going on in front of them, but it's these cutscenes made this game so good. And the voice acting now at that time, I had never heard voice acting done this well in games. And it was just really, really special. Oh, and let's not forget this sound. You hear this sound everywhere nowadays, and some don't even know what it's from. It's that well integrated into our pop culture today. But you know what? Like I said, you can't just run in and shoot stuff in this game. That's not what Metal Gear Solid is all about. And that's what I had to rethink how to play like a shooting game when I first started playing this game. Metal Gear Solid is an adventure that requires patience and just analyzing your surroundings, maybe distracting a guard or disabling a camera and generally thinking outside the box for your Metal Gear Solid fans out there. You see what I did there? I know you did, but the adrenaline rush this game gave you was real. Remember the first time you were running around in the game and you were hiding around the corner from a guard and you heard the guard say, whose footprints are these? It just completely blew my mind. And I, I did not know what was happening. And I find myself running in circles as this guard was still just following the footsteps and he just, it just kept going until I finally had to sneak up behind him and choke him out. This game is full of stuff like that, full of stuff that just made you think full of stuff that just sometimes broke the fourth wall. And speaking of breaking the fourth wall, I have to talk about, the battle with Psychomantis. Now, going into this battle, it almost felt like you were being thrown into a horror game. I mean, the music was like just haunting 
And the whole atmosphere of this fight is just unsettling and just re- really made you kind of nervous. And then when you fight them, it really kind of gets into your head because first of all, you can't hard them, harm them. You can't hurt them. You, you just can't hit them. And then the screen randomly fades to black and you're like, what the heck is going on? And you, you just don't know. I can't tell you how many times I died there just because I had no clue what was happening until I decided to use my communicator, which they called a codec, to contact the head boss that assigned me this mission called the Colonel. And he told me that I have to swap out my controller into the next slot. So take it from the player one slot and put it into the player two slot. And that makes it to where he can't use his mind games on me. He can't anticipate my moves and I can hit him. That's wild. That's really wild. And not to mention how he just broke the fourth wall because what this boss fight would do it would read your memory card. And let's say you were playing Final Fantasy VII. The boss, Psychomantis, would actually say to you, hey, I see you like playing Final Fantasy. Now, imagine this, playing this, and not knowing what was happening. And it just, it was wild. It was really wild because you didn't understand, right? And this was also the time he said he was going to move the controller. So you would set the controller down and the game would activate the vibrating functions and it would move the controller across the table or whatever. Really at that time was just awesome, you know, and any Metal Gear Solid fan out there will tell you the first time they played this. And I remember playing this with a friend and we were, we were just freaked out. It was one of the coolest things we had ever seen in a video game. And they have done things like this in these games, breaking the fourth wall and just demanding more of the player. They have done things like this throughout the Metal Gear Solid series now, and it continues to this day. There are so many things in this game that do things like this. You have to contact this one person in the game. Her name is Meryl. You have no clue how to contact her. You have met her a couple of times already, and you have to contact her, but you don't know how. So again, you contact the Colonel. And he tells you he can't remember her frequency in order to contact her. But then he tells you, wait, I think it's written on the back of the CD case. Look there. The first time I heard this, I just stared at the screen like, are you kidding me? Until I actually grabbed my CD case and looked on the back. And sure enough, there it was blows my mind even to this day. 
like it, you got me to actually pick up a physical item in the in the real world, look at it. Just so cool. This game also made you think a little differently. And just so many cool things that you could do. So you don't have infrared goggles, right? So you had to go through, find your way through this lasers, these laser fields, okay? So you would just equip a cigarette so the smoke would go and Snake would smoke the cigarette and you would be able to see the lasers because of the smoke of the cigarette. That is just so cool. Just th- This game is so awesome. And I do play this game from time to time, even to this day. This game is very important. And I cannot tell you how many times I've played through the original Metal Gear Solid. Just because it is that good of a game. It is so much fun. Even to play uh, the GameCube remake of it, the Twin Snakes. It's a good time. They extended the cutscenes, and just I I enjoy it. I really do. But there is something special about the original PS One version as well. Just what a game, what a magical game. So I, if any of you listening to this have never played it or anything, I encourage you go out, find a copy, either for the GameCube or the PS One, and. Give this game a shot because this game is one of the top games of all time for a reason. It is one of the most important games for a reason. So, well, that's my show for today. I hope you all liked it. And as always, make sure you subscribe to your favorite podcast listening station. And if you want, head on over to my Twitter page at Adventure Noodle and give me a like. Maybe share some of your experiences with the Metal Gear Solid franchise. I know a lot of people like different games in this series. Mine will always be the first one, but and that's okay. So, well, hey, until next time, catch you later.